Well, I don't feel like I'm a part of the everyday American society, and I don't want to be, let me tell you. Okay? I do my damnedest to tear it down. A governor's task force has determined that punk rockers are society's new subversives and must be treated as such. Taxation is theft. Oh! God damn it, motherfucker! We're talking peace, love, and honor. So what the f what the fuck is Delta Eight? It's like East Coast weed, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's legal in SC. Weed is not, but it gets you high, and it feels like weed. It smells like weed, but it comes in those little cartridges, like the one you just showed me. Allegedly. And yeah, and it's but it's legal to buy. It's just like a different strain or something. So, so is it like less potent? Allegedly, but it's still. I'm such a lightweight because I don't smoke really anymore that I can still get absolutely blasted off a few puffs from a Delta Eight pen. <laughs> That's how it sounds for most people on the fucking East Coast. Whenever I hear about people like, oh yeah, I got some Delta Eight. I always think they're talking about fucking steroids or something, but they're talking about some like weird. Tacky. They're, talking, they're talking about a weed knockoff, man. That's so sad. God, guys, just just grow your own, please. <laughs> grow um, it in the windowsill of my apartment. It's possible. I don't know. Anyway, I guess I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do because we're just fucking around mainly. But well, uh, you got some questions. I do have some questions. Well, I was gonna do. I was gonna do a soft intro. I was gonna do. Uh, usually, I just roll right into it. But uh, I was curious about the Delta Eight thing. There's also Delta 10. Delta, what the fuck is Delta 10? It's just a different strain, I guess. What? It's supposed to be stronger, I think. That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, it gets you high, so it does the job. It's definitely weed. It's just like a different, un, uh, unregulated strain that they like. They they found a workaround in the legislation, and they were like, this strain isn't legislated. Or this strain isn't regulated, so we can sell it. We gotta, we gotta get some real stuff for the East Coast people at, at Childerberg, at least. Anyway, welcome to the BR Hates Fed Show. I'm BR, and I hate feds and and the fucking IRS too. Jesus fucking Christ! Same. But uh, <laughs> today I am joined by one of my favorite people on the surf. You, I have a soft spot in my heart for you. Every, I every time, like it's funny that you. You text me because I was actually about to text you, but anyway, I'm I'm, I'm being joined by uh, Guns and Guillotines. Mr. Howdy, Jim everybody! <laughs> and uh, I've actually recently I've had a few messages like, "Hey, is Guns going to come on again?" And I I've just been so busy I could I couldn't even imagine scheduling a guest, even yourself. And then you text me like, "Hey, you're recording yet?" I was like, "Oh, it's well, fate. It is fate." Um, Starcrossed lovers or <clears throat> uh, friends, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've missed the fuck out of you, man. I mean, um, I, I've already asked, but, uh, you know, for, for the audience, how, how you been doing? 
Well, as I told you, I'll tell them, I guess. <laughs> I'm doing a water fast. So I started it um, a few days before Easter and then broke it on Easter because I didn't want to look like completely deranged and unhinged in front of my family who had prepared this delicious feast. Um, I felt it would be a little rude to be like, no, I'm just on just doing water right now. Sorry, guys. Thanks for cooking on this, though. Um, But I'm getting back on it because I have the goal that I want to fit into all the old clothes that I still own from high school. Which I said was weird and your sister said was weird, but... Yeah, but it's it's that's what I'm going based on. I'm not going based on time. I'm not going based on weight. I'm just going based on if I can fit into my clothes from high school. Were you like athletic in high school? Were yeah, you I, was, good about I, I ran. I ran like five Ks like every morning. Really? In high school? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I never knew this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was. I was in shape. I mean, I still had a little. What I would call like survival punch. <laughs> But I was in shape. I could, you know, knock out push-ups and move it, and I could, I could move it, and when I needed to, for sure. Um, because I was in JROTC. Oh shit! That's right. Fuck! How can I forget that too? No, we were both. Man, we, haven't ta- we haven't. We haven't talked. That's that's so sad. I, we haven't talked about that shit in a long time. Like since yeah. the uh, since the origin story days. And uh, I was gonna look this up before we started recording, but I forgot to. How long do you think we've been doing this thing? As in just like hmm. all three of this year, Three years? Three years. I'm really worried. See, I was thinking that, but I'm really worried another year might have slipped in. <laughs> all right. It might have, because it might have started. I think it started in 2018. Yes. Yes, we did. So we started our Instagrams in like November. I know I probably say this every fucking time we chat and, and it's just the two of us. But um, we started recording or we started uh, doing the Instagram thing in like november of 2018 the whole whiskey rebellion thing for anyone who's been around for a minute um and then we started recording and doing the podcast in january of 2019 and i always go back and check that because i'm like how fuck just as a a constant check because i feel time slipping away from me it's fucking terrifying like yeah we've been so doing that's this what that's years. like three and a half years yeah <laughs> uh yeah i mean so november november of this year it will be four years of us actively doing propaganda shit yeah it's a long career <laughs> it's it's i'd say it's quite long for an online persona i mean i, I guess it's been people around longer but i've uh, got a permanent shadow ban i'm afraid i keep yeah, losing but, followers and <laughs> you should make a backup and just like have you you don't have no no no, no. you you've never made a backup i've never made a backup so you, do you feel if you made a backup you'd be fucked uh no not necessarily and i probably will make a backup and keep it public and see if i can grow it that way yeah. and if it gets deleted i'll be like okay whatever i still have my <laughs> i'll name. just go back to my cave yeah but um like I have people message me all the time and they're like, dude, you're deeply shadow banned. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. Are you just figuring this out? Exist. They're like, I haven't seen your posts in months or mo- in, like so long. And I'm like, that's so depressing. Cause yeah. I used to be like sh- fucking skyrocketing to the top of the, of the I thought you were going to break into Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, what the fuck are you at now? Are you at like 40? No, I'm at like 37 motherfucker you've been at 37 my whole life 
Yeah. <laughs> Damn, 37.5. <sighs> yeah, every time I see like one of your memes crop up, I'm like, holy shit, it penetrated the firewall. <laughs> and I, I look, I check your page, and there's like twelve memes I've never fucking seen. You know, it's it's hard to tell because you also take like two month long breaks in between posting. Sometimes, <laughs> especially since the shadow ban. If I wasn't shadow ban, I'd be way more regular. But it just it feels dumb to like put all this effort <laughs> into it and it, it not go anywhere. Oh, I feel but, that, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm on I'm a probably, count of six, so I'm probably gonna make um like I said a a backup and keep it public. I mean, like whenever I start a new page, which I've had to do a few times now, I always notice there's like a certain point where it's like, oh, I'm all gummed up now because I've I've got enough reach, I've started to develop an audience, and I've been noticed, and I'm fucking sunk. And it's right around where I'm at right now, like the 6K mark. I'm feeling it. I uh, everything's starting to get a little bit fucky with my posts. Like some will do like 200, and some will do thousands. I'm like. What the fuck sense does this make? Yeah, maybe it. Maybe it's me. But that's I, what I, I think too. I have that inner <laughs> monologue every time. I'm like, so this this meme only gets 600 likes, and this one got 3,000. Do I suck now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's I don't know. I, I don't think too much about it anymore because it all feels at this point. It feels really fucking temporary to me, and I don't really care about you know stuff getting destroyed. But are you? Is your account like fine China to you, or is it just kind of like it's gonna happen? Uh, it's fine China to me for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd be, I'd still be devastated if I lost it. <laughs> Fuck! I mean, when Buckles lost hers recently, I was, I was heartbroken for her. I was like, she's, ne- she was in the same boat. She'd never been banned, and then, and then she fucked herself. Yeah, she did that herself. That was her own damn fault. Yeah, rip. I mean, still that, sad though. <laughs> that's like how half the email has been taken out. <laughs> Having kept up their accounts or something, just fallen off, or no, I guess no. Anglo got banned. He didn't. He didn't delete the page, and he never came back. Yep, he didn't have the heart for it. Then he became a Twitch boy. Yep, and now he's a Catholic. He's a Catholic now. Did you see this? You need to stay. You need to stay up to date on on fucking Twitter. He's yeah, yeah. He went from like, I guess, just regular atheist or agnostic or whatever you want to call it uh minicist to uh to catholic like paleo anarchist <laughs> lockdown paleo pretty- anarchist i don't know he, he's just he, he's a bit more conservative the boy he it's it's a, a side effect of being in england surrounded by communists shame yeah meanwhile we get to be fucking like flower children out here because life is a, a bit more chill <laughs> but uh oh something i was gonna ramble about today just on my own i was gonna i was gonna do kind of like a an anarchism 101 but we don't have to do quite that but i was curious and that, this is why i was bringing up we've been doing this for like four years now and you know we might both be considered like propagandists in some form because we, sure. we propagate a message mm-hmm. but we, we go about it in very different ways like yours You've you've fully embraced the meme lord thing, and it's done you well, thirty seven k. And then I've gone more like, I barely meme anymore, which is stupid because my memes always they always do much better than most of my posts. But I'm stuck. I'm so fucking utilitarian. I I just do my like information, and now like a lot more photography. It's so. funny you say that because I would like to get into more 
utilitarian posting. Oh, really? Which is, uh, yeah, which is another reason I'm doing this water fast because I needed to stop making excuses for myself and like live the part that I preach, you know? Mm. Um, so I could spend, you know, years trying to get back in shape because that's what it would take me right now because I've let it get so out of hand or I could just do you'd it be, all at once. You'd be surprised how quick you can, you can, you know, get back to it. Yeah, but I'm I've just going to do it all like at once. times during the pandemic. <laughs> I've fallen off, gotten back, put on weight, lost weight. I've been all over the fucking place. But Yeah, it's been rough. But um, I've got a few things that I plan on purchasing soon and making posts about. Oh, you're getting your kit so, together and stuff, right? Yeah, I'm still building that slowly. Got a pile of gear on my bed right now, just waiting to be assembled and put onto things. Yeah, I'd like to get into more utilitarian posting like that. Do both memes and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool. Like, uh, I mean, you've got a hell of a platform. And what you've always been, like, really good at is introducing people to pretty radical ideas with just, like, jokes and stuff. But And the nice thing about the whole e-militia setup that we have is, like, no matter what someone does in the group, you're kind of getting a little bit of everyone's audience. So, like... Yeah. I don't know. It... I like all of the, the cross-contamination of, like, you know, what we're all into and what we all preach and stuff. But, um, no, that'd be, it'd be cool to see you uh, you get more into that stuff. Because I, I felt the same way uh, the last few years where I was, like, I talk about so much. Like, when I was doing all my uh, tactic guides and stuff, I was like, I'm talking about it, but I'm not really showing it. Now I'm kind of doing the opposite where I'm just showing it and not really talking about it. But, uh, well we're going to get back to kind of a, a balance of both. And I, I feel like kind of uh, you in kind of a, I don't know, getting back on track kind of space right now. Yeah, for sure. It's a total reset for me I'm doing a head to toe transformation. That includes the soul. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause we, when uh, I'm not, not sure if it was last time we talked, but you know, recently you, you were, you were going the whole monk route. Like, yeah, finding that that zen and shit and maybe putting the pause on uh on women folk yep still paused on the women folk they are they are troublesome if they're not amazing they're expensive they are troublesome. That, that too that too they are expensive i have so much money now <laughs> like all of a sudden yeah it's it was quick it uh i can spend so much money on toys i i, I spent like I just like had a manic purchasing episode where I spent like six or seven hundred dollars on gear like last month. <laughs> just bought a bunch of shit. See, I'm I'm fortunate that I've got a lady that understands that because otherwise I'd be fucked. When when I was on my own, I was like, this is a limited time thing where I can I can just get all of my gear dialed away, and I'm literally spending very little on entertainment or anything else. I'm I'm going to work. I'm making money. And I'm buying gear and assembling it and testing yep. it out. And that was that was my fucking life for like my first two years in the country. And uh, next month I'm working a lot of overtime. So I know I'm going to be buying more shit. <laughs> See, I, I really want to get a Bravo company upper. I really want to like zero in on a particular rifle. One of my three ARs that I have now and really build it into a quality piece mm. you know and stop just dicking around and kind of trying to have fun with it and like be serious <laughs> about it so there's that 
and I plan on going the EOTech with the magnifier route, which is about a thousand dollars. So that's going to be, I'm going to have to save up for that one a little bit. You know, into the, uh, the LPVO thing. I like LPVOs, but I wanted something different as well. <laughs> I guess I have the LPVO yeah. and I like it. Are they night vision compatible? Yeah. 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 I, I just got a, uh, a Sig Romeo six and it has like two different night vision modes. Huh. That, not that it, like not that you see in night vision, but that is like night vision compatible. And then, I mean, it's more money, but a better solution would be to put some kind of like piggyback or forty-five degree red dot on it too, for like passive aiming under nods. But yeah, I mean, I'm at the point now where I've just I've just recently finished setting my rifle up like how I wanted it from the start. If I had a bit more money, but I I set it up. And panic bought things just to get it done when it when shit seemed pretty serious uh, at the start of the pandemic and all of that and and when all the gun scare shit was on its way and uh, so that's why I ended up with like a primary arms scope which was actually you know did the fucking job and then uh, an enforced light which didn't really do the job <laughs> but um, yeah I'm also I, saving up for that surefire oh yeah 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 I. I because I didn't have a pressure pad before, I just had the enforce where you have to like push the back of it. So I had to have it mounted on the left side, which isn't good if you're right-handed. And then on top of that, um, I don't know, it's just not as like a, a pressure pad is so fucking nice. And so I just got a cloud defensive uh, Rain 2.0. I got a little pressure pad for it. I've never had one before in my life. I never fucked around with like weapon lights in England or anything. It is so fucking cool. I I once a day pull my rifle out of the safe and just fuck with the light <laughs> it's the dumbest thing but uh how, how much did that run you um so i bought it on release and i think it was like 310 it's probably probably 370 or something now it's pretty fucking expensive but you know what it's i think my kid will be able to use this light so worth That's it yeah. defensive yeah yeah 380 which is pricey and then on top of that so it comes with like this little picatinny mount but that puts the light pretty far out from your rifle. Yeah. So I then spent like another 50 bucks on the mount, the M-Lock mount to put it like right next to my rifle. Uh, I guess, yeah, I think that was, that was the last of it. But so for me, total, it was 360 because I bought it on release. But for that setup, you'd be doing 420. Nice. So expensive. But like I said, I think my, my kids will be using that light. Hey fellow kids, this is Walt from the show How I Embrace the Suck. If you're anything like me, you're thinking, I wish this guy would just hurry up and finish his lame ad. I don't blame you. That's why if you come listen to my podcast, How I Embrace the Suck, you won't hear any ads at all, lame or not. You can just hear all kinds of vets talk about their time in the military. Anyone from some super cool dude who you've never heard of before, to Ray Person from the TV show Generation Kill, to old reliables like Luke and Typo from Biting the Bullet, Pat Watson from Uncensored Tactical, or your very own BR. And the best part is that I'm not going to tell you which episode is which, so seethe and cope with that. Joking aside, if you like BR's work, I don't need to sell you on the show. What I do need is for you to tell your normie friends about the show. Let them get real stories about the military they venerate directly from veterans. After all, truth is the best propaganda. If you are lucky, there will be a link in the description to save you the great strain of typing out how I embraced the suck. Thanks, and as my Girl Scout den mother used to say, stay frosty.
You hear that? Dog shit open Soviet radios. Now I know for a fact that you lovely people deserve better comms than the Russian army. There's no reason we can't have them as civilian riflemen. Thanks to our sponsor over at StatelineMineral.com. Now I know everyone really likes their bow things, but if you want something a bit better for your secure communications and prepping needs, comms guru Anarcho Bacon, known for his spectacular radio knowledge on the gram, does custom radio programming, encryption key loading for business radio, and sells surplus and new radios. Whether it's a Motorola, a Kenwood Viking, or otherwise, you can be sure StatelineMineral.com has a solution for your comms needs. Once on their site, you can navigate to two-way radios and request a quote. Be sure to mention that BR sent you when you reach out, and they'll hook you up with some kind of discount depending on which service you're after. You can find them via their sponsor link in the description, or by simply searching for StatelineMineral.com. Once again, that's StatelineMineral.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Now let's get back to the show. Damn, I wish I could hit that. <laughs> Pass the booth. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. I, I'll I will abstain or try to. Um, nah, man, you do your thing. <laughs> I love it. So, oh, so something I was gonna ask. Um, like I said, I was thinking about the whole anarchism one hundred and one because I've I've been having a lot of people come across us now from uh from doing the Seaburn thing because he's got a much. We're a little bit niche, and. Uh, Little Seaburn has blown up into quite the uh, quite the page these days, and so uh, being involved with uh, with that show now, I'm having a lot of normies uh, discovering me again, which is cool. So I'm going through the whole like for a long time because we're so <laughs> so fucking totally shadow banned. Every time we crop up, I was re- like it was basically just a remainder of the old core audience from like 23k to 8k to 6k and i'm worried as i get further and further stamped out it's just going to be people kind of just the the real ones discovering me again and again but but this has helped bring some more people in and so i've got a lot of like gun people who aren't necessarily very political or just kind of normie conservative you know the usual kind of waves that come across us every now and then right. tax tax season and election years and uh <laughs> and they've been finding me and asking about anarchism and i was it, so it's maybe rethink and revisit kind of where we started and kind of what our message has been but i was wondering closing in on four years deep into this what does anarchism mean to you these days uh i'd really like to focus in on the peace aspect of anarchy because uh, there's so many misconceptions from like you said the normies that anarchy is somehow like inherently violent or that it just carries so many negative connotations when you hear the word and you're not familiar with it or you're not part of that lifestyle. So anarchy to me really means peace. Yeah. Because you have this cohesive society uh, where everything is based on voluntarism. And so it's, it's become synonymous with peaceful to me. So anarchy 101 Anarchy equals peace is what I would title my novel. Yeah, no, I, I love that because uh, that's that's very much me these days too. And it's funny where we come from. We'll get into that, like our namesakes. But uh, well, <laughs> actually, actually speaking of my namesake, Bloody Revolution. So a lot of people ask why BR, uh, you know, for, for anyone who's stumbling across this, Bloody Revolutions, uh, that's, it's a punk song from a British anarcho-punk band. 
and it's mocking violent revolution as a as a way to solve things because it's saying like you know you're using the state's tools to achieve you know revolution but really you're just repeating the same thing you're becoming the fascists and so on and so uh it's funny because I started with the name Bloody Revolutions at a time when I was still a pretty angry anarchist. And I I meant, I still meant the name for what the song stood for, you know, because uh, they literally say um, anarchy and peace is what I want in the song. And, but at the time when I was still, when I just arrived in America and I was still kind of learning, you know, still learning what anarchism was, I was still pretty angry. And then we had the whole like, uh, Boog thing, which was a very like, you know, yeah. kind of kind of uh, piggybacked on that whole violent anarchist thing, while uh-huh. we were also preaching peace. Very fucking confusing time to preach that message consistently, and a lot of people weren't consistent, which was frustrating. And coming out the other side of it, as that whole movement got polluted and fucked up, I kind of realized, you know, the hypocrisy of that kind of talk and and of uh, violent revolution being the cure and stuff. I mean, you know, like like bloody revolutions and your name, your namesake, guns and guillotines. <laughs> it's a means to an end. It, it, is, it certainly is. But um, I don't know. It's funny. It's funny uh, coming to terms with all of that kind of message. And also, you know, when new people come across this stuff and they're like, oh, anarchy is Molotovs and violence and stuff. And you're like, well, government is you know <laughs> tanks going through civilian homes and yeah. and violence to achieve everyday you know objectives so i i don't really know why we think democracy is peaceful but you know that's and, and that's kind of what um one of the yeah, first it's, things it's, you have to get into it's so it's really almost infuriating but i've gotten so used to it where i've become kind of numb to it um but your basic American mindset is that we do live in a peaceful society, mm. um, more or less. Like, of course, you know, there is violence and there always will be, but like that we live in a civilized society. Yeah. That's like what people think. Yeah. And they and- think they, with a straight face, they say that like, we live in a civilized society, but then you have, you have people getting like straight up executed by police officers and you have literal nonstop war going on all over the world. And like little kids getting hit by drone strikes and shit. And it's just not like, where's the, what's civilized. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very fucking barbaric system and, and people, people will look at anarchism and, and that's what everything the state does on a day-to-day basis is what they envision <laughs> that would happen under anarchism. Like, yeah. you know, uh, looting and pillaging and, and mass destruction and death and, and chaos. It's like, what the fuck is happening in Ukraine right now? We, we have one government invading another and all, all based on borders and like, nationalism and shit like that it's like this th- those entities do do not maintain peace <laughs> yeah there's nothing peaceful about it yeah and 
Try. I, I didn't even. I haven't even watched that video of. Uh, I don't know if you were directly referencing when you said uh, ex straight up executing people, but that that guy who got literally a pistol shot to the back of his head on the ground. That is recently. what I was referencing. Yeah. Ugh. Um. I haven't even watched. But, I, I mean, it happened before. It. It'll happen again. But that is the most recent one that I can recall that I was referencing. Yes. Dude, I'm so fucking burnt out with police brutality videos. I thought they might stem a little bit. I thought there might be some fucking shame after the last few years. They might be like, whoa, guys, let's pull our gun only if it's absolutely necessary. But well, holy I, fuck. I am happy to see that the the very connotations of being a police officer or, or of police officers in general is way different than it was a few years ago. Mm. Even to your to your common folk, to your normies. <laughs> uh like there are still a few of those really, really red conservatives that still like back the blue and all that. But I think the vast majority of even centrists, which I hate <laughs> are are now realizing uh that the police are not necessarily your friends which yeah. i feel like is a good a good direction to be moving so there's a small victory in there but it's uh it hasn't changed the way cops act so much but it has <laughs> changed the way that people perceive them yeah no it, it's it's nice because it's a lot easier like w when you're talking about the atf and gun restrictions and stuff like that it used to be like a real uphill battle to just even be like, well, you guys realize it's it's cops that would make this a problem for you and not politicians. Like the, you're going to be talking to a cop before you speak to a politician about this. I and, always uh, post that on a uh, a typical liberal. Mm, oh, he's he's the he deep throats fucking boots. <laughs> yes, he does. And like, like I, I try to I like, try to get his uh. I try to get to his posts early and every time just like remember that it's going to be police coming for your guns, not politicians or something like that. <laughs> like I just uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to do my part, like spread that propaganda, baby. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> it ain't much, but it's honest work. Yeah. <laughs> no, I it's funny because these days I've been behaving myself a bit more like I've been I'm certainly a lot less abrasive with how i talk now because i understand you know uh what's the fucking saying that your mom tells you uh you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. Uh, yeah with honey than vinegar and like that's true but sometimes it's good to be a little bit abrasive and shock people too and be like oh fuck yeah no that that might be something i need to consider and plant some seeds but i've been trying to be nicer when i make like you know, pretty controversial statements because I know there's a lot of people now coming across me that are very new to the idea that, oh, there's anarchists and, oh, they have a lot of guns. <laughs> and yeah. Scary at first. I imagine. I imagine if you're like a normie conservative and you come across uh, the anarchist wing of the liberty movement anywhere on, on the internet, whether it's Twitter or Instagram, you're going to be, you know curious <laughs> to say the least but um i think the nice thing is when you present a concept that's familiar to a lot of these people but in a very extreme shade 
it can be very fucking abrasive to them, but they they're not also like running away screaming because you're not showing them a black flag with a fucking hammer and sickle on it, like like an ankom or something. You're you know you're like no, I leave me the fuck alone. I'm capable of I'm responsible for myself, and they're like, eh, I mean. I can get down with that. <laughs> and, then, and then you you throw some scary labels like anarchist on there and all of a sudden they're like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting a little too serious for me. I'm going to have to check out. <laughs> yeah, you can you could be on the same page with somebody for so long, like back and forth in a comment section or something until you bring up the word anarchy. And yeah. then they're like, oh, this guy's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what are you, Antifa? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Dude, there's a whole world out there, man, that you just have no clue about. And th- that's the other thing. So a lot of people, I am so fucking bored of left and right shit. I don't even, ta- I don't talk about it or I talk about it as little as possible. But like a lot of people still message me with questions like, oh, do you think there'll ever be a war between the left and right? I'm like, what the fuck even is the left and right, dude? Right. Like... I mean, I know people have been organized into the into their boxes and stuff, but when you start looking around at what is a liberal, what is a leftist, what is a left anarchist, what is a right anarchist, what's a libertarian, what's a republican, like, these are, there is crisscross where one will be agreeing with the other and, you know, it'll be across the left and right and none of it is so neatly defined, but... I feel like people are moving back to that stuff. I don't know. Like, I, feel, I thought we were kind of getting away from it for a time, but I think uh, people have been successfully divided and conquered again. That's the goal. Okay, I mean, they, they call this all... Like, this whole... Uh, like, even the pandemic was a left or right thing. Like, right-wing people were, you know, anti-mask and vaccine, and left-wing people were for it. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, what, what about the libertines and stuff? I don't know yeah. what I'm trying to say here. I think I get it. Uh, so I got some questions. Great. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> you want to, let's try and find one that's not asking about the Libertarian Party. Uh, all right. Here's, here's one that's kind of relevant to what we are just talking about. Um, have you had any interesting convos with the Trump will save the USA types? Hmm. I'm positive that I have in the past, but recently? I don't know. <laughs> hey, nothing comes to mind. Nothing comes to mind recently. I, I don't really, like, those people are a lost cause, man. Well, do you think, do you think there's any left? Like, are we, are we wedged in our record chamber to the point that we don't really hear from them? Or are they still out there en masse? Because I feel like a lot of people, like, the energy has died down and now people are kind of, like, looking for a new daddy. Um, I think everybody that's saying, let's go Brandon, is still saying, still let's go board. Trump. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fine. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I even know a lot of, you know, the the more conservatarian, libertarian types, and even, even you know, anarchists will say, let's go, Brandon. So, I don't know. It's kind of a universal thing of contempt for the fucker. Yeah, but, it is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even, I've even seen fucking leftists say it, but uh, not not a lot, but I've seen a few say it uh, to, be, to be edgy. Um, yeah, I can't really think... Any interesting convos with the Trump will save the USA type? I mean, so I used to go into this uh, gun store and he was this guy, like, we would start talking. It was the same thing uh, that we were just talking about where 
you can be on board with someone for so long in a conversation to the point that I thought I was like, this guy is pretty like leaning pretty radical. And then he said, man, I can't wait to, to vote for Trump in 2024. And then like looked at me kind of like questioningly because I'm speaking with a fucking accent. He has no idea what I'm about. And I was like, I was like, sure, man. <laughs> I, I was like, really? After all, he, let me get out of here. Yeah, he was he was talking about like uh, non-compliance and you know all sorts of good stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for to vote for Trump. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. That's still your solution? Holy fuck! God bless my my friend. <laughs> Such a shame. It, it's, I it's, think that dichotomy is so hard to get out of. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not like any of these guys are like, oh, well, the solution is to be responsible for myself. They're, they're so ingrained in years and years of, like, you know, pissing away money to the NRA and outsourcing their responsibility to other people to look after their rights for them. It's so normal to them that <laughs> there's just no drive to, like, wake the fuck up. They're kind of, like you said, they're kind of a lost cause if they're, especially, you know, kind of middle-aged people who've really been dedicated to that mindset their whole life. It's entrenched. Yeah. Like, I've I've definitely seen people get out of it, but for the most part, people are stubborn motherfuckers. Hmm. <laughs> Opinion on people volunteering to join the fight in Ukraine. And for the record, this is from someone with a Ukrainian profile picture although their name looks pretty pretty ukrainian too so who knows they might they might not be a liberal um it's there's no part of me that wants to get involved in a government's conflict which is what this is it's not it's really not like russia against the people Mm. it's it's a government against another government and not a great government. (laughs) Yeah. Effectively, it's the U S and Russia fighting over which one uh, Ukraine gets to be the puppet state. And it's like, I, I don't know. There's better things to die for, dude. And you know, if you live there, you know, absolutely go and fucking defend your home. But yeah, it'd be totally different in that case. But like things are kind of fucked everywhere. (laughs) I, I mean, Damn near the world over, there's something worth fighting for. I mean, in my opinion, anywhere there's a government, there's something worth fighting for. Um, and there's there's so much to do to like make yourself more free and more stable, and to look after your family and community before you go and bleed out in Eastern Europe. You know? <laughs> yeah, didn't an American just die? Like the first American? Um, volunteer? I, uh, maybe. I, I didn't see a death, but I did see some jackass from CNN, like some uh, like combat correspondent just uh, just volunteered over there. And he was giving this like interview or something and his his fucking AK was uh, jammed. Like but, while uh, he was talking? Yeah, <laughs> like, like like he had a He had a jam in his AK, like just loading it. He fucking jammed it and then was posing there with empty mag pouches. Uh chatting himself up good for him <laughs> getting out there and getting after it uh you seen uh you seen the ukrainian anarchist volunteers no like the, not oh no like that that's a curious one because 
a lot of people are like, why would an anarchist fight in a war like this? I mean, you know, obviously for like nationalist elements like Azov and all your other uh, supremacists and other weirdo uh, types, there's something to be gained by winning the war and then having, you know, favor in the political party afterwards. But for an anarchist, like, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting thing. Like, I think there's now foreign anarchist volunteers, which is, I get it. And I'm also a little perplexed by it, if you get me. Like, I'm I get... perplexed. Uh, <laughs> I guess if they're just... If they've fallen... I'm not saying this isn't true, but if they've fallen for the propaganda that Putin is, like, this evil dictator, then perhaps an anarchist would be like, we need to just fight him at all costs. Mm. Oh, know. if they if they think he's like the next Hitler, yeah. Mm. Um, if they, I've seen some absolutely wild claims about <laughs> things that Russians are doing in Ukraine. Do um, you mean the uh, the mass graves and stuff? Yeah, mass graves and like I've seen like camps and stuff talked about. Uh, I I, I read that a certain like i can't remember the number but it was like dozens of women ranging from like 14 or 15 to i don't know fucking 60 were like all raped by a bunch of russian soldiers in a basement and like so many of them are pregnant now like i'm like that can't be true like how would y'all know that they were pregnant if this just happened well well i mean if you did like like a rape test and they were getting like medical care after they would check for that stuff. And you could, you could find that out pretty, pretty soon after. I think, I, I do think stuff like that is plausible, but I agree that you need to be careful. But about. doesn't it take a number of weeks to even read positive on a pregnancy test? How long does it take to read positive on? Oh my God. I'm so sorry for all the people who've Googled this. Um, in many cases, you might get a positive from an at-home test as early as 10 days after conception. Hmm. So, I don't know. I, I would say it's plausible, but there is so much noise coming out of Ukraine right now, it's fucking impossible to tell what's true and what's not. Like, I, you know, war crimes happen in war. They, they always have and they always will, and they're committed by both sides every single fucking time without fail. So I, I do believe there's definitely been fuckery going on by both sides. I'm sure that there was probably Ukrainians committing war crimes since 2014 in the uh, the Russian separatist regions, you know? Like, yeah, it, w- war is a fucking awful place. But um, back to the, the anarchist thing, like, if they... So, I, I do think uh, it's plausible that Putin is acting in Hitler-esque ways, you know, if if, if there is careless uh war crimes happening like mass graves and stuff who knows i mean it sounds really fucking awful to say but who knows if they're even real (laughs) it's really fucking hard to gauge it when when the u.s and well the u.s military industrial complex is throffing at the gash and mouth for uh you know to test (laughs) test shit on 18 year old russian conscripts but um oh so, like, anarchist fighters in Ukraine, like, if, if you're local, like, if something happened in the US, 
I would absolutely be forming up with you know like-minded people oh, and trying hundred percent trying to form like a, a safe autonomous zone for anyone who you know was you know op- open to that kind of thing and um and, and insulate an area from the surrounding war i think that's that's what anarchists should be doing in in a war between governments but um i don't know i, I guess if there's like an invading force <sighs> fuck knows I, it, it's it's a complicated subject you know especially and very situation dependent but um i don't know it's something i've been thinking about a lot recently because it's it's a weird space for those guys like there's azov battalion who they're fucking fundamentally against and then Obviously, they're they're not looking to be ruled by Putin either. So it's like, <laughs> I guess I guess guns out for everyone. Yeah, doing it's, some uh, Ukrainian black army shit. I define the whole situation as a clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's Syria with white people. Yeah, it's, it's not a pretty situation, <laughs> but it's right now. It's impossible to read, and you know the memes are good. <laughs> I, I i i stuck you on like a real hard question it's like hey let's talk foreign policy hmm <laughs> someone asked is there anything you hate more than feds oh man um that's a good question but yeah I'm try- I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it too i'm trying to think if there is because <laughs> i don't know if there is hmm like the disdain I carry for for agents of the state is it's it's like ingrained in my DNA at this point. No, I feel that. You know, I, I think I've got someone. The the one thing I hate more than a federal agent is a lack of self awareness. And this does tie back to a federal agent. But um someone anyone with a lack of self awareness is they're just a fucking impossible person to deal with for me. I'm like, wait, 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 you have no idea what about how people feel about what you're doing? What the fuck? Give me like an example of what you're talking about. All right. So I, I guess you could also kind of conflate it with like a lack of empathy or emotional intelligence where someone, they like, they are oblivious to the way how they do something is just like fucking troublesome for everyone around them. I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, uh, like it's a, I'm trying to think of something that's not a biased example either. Because I'm like, so a cop? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> nah, fuck, it's gonna have to be a cop. Uh, <clears throat> but like, how some cops are so confused how anyone can have a problem with what they do for a living. Like, the and, and the, or, actually, no, a better example, like those TikTok cops that Mel and everyone used to fucking uh burn our eyes out with by sharing there's the tiktok cops who like think they're the shit and they're like talk they've got their their oakley's on and they're like i'm i'm the shit i'm a warrior sheepdog blah 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 and like and this like tiktok all those tiktok cops were coming out during like the fucking police brutality like the height of the police brutality stuff it's like you guys have no idea why people don't like you none it takes a low iq it it does so above a federal agent because something that really leads to so many of these people doing these jobs is a lack of self-awareness and it's one of the worst things a person can have is a lack of emotional emotional intelligence 
and self-awareness where they just they just go through the motions and uh to me like npc like you know when they they don't critically analyze oh they're, they're very doing. npc like yes yeah and, it's, uh, it's like i have no i have no care for how i'm perceived and no awareness of of how i'm perceived i can think of a of an ex-girlfriend that i had like that that shit's terrifying what was she, what was she like uh, she just had zero regard for, she was the type to say like, I don't care how it affects somebody else. Like, this is my opinion and I'm going to say it or like, this is what I believe. So I'm going to do it and I don't care how it affects you or like, I don't care how it affects other people. And I feel like that's a similar, a similar thread to having yeah. a lack of self-awareness. I mean, or you're just fucking just like inherently evil. <laughs> and like and like you know and you just it doesn't matter to you i don't know no but, there's definitely people like that who just they just set out to piss people off and like you know there's different reasons for doing that but i mean you know we've both fulfilled that role doing what we do but i don't know there's there's knowing you're gonna get a reaction and then there's being oblivious to knowing you're gonna to to getting it. you're oblivious to the fact that your actions are gonna get a reaction. I don't know. I'm losing myself here. I think I got it. <laughs> yeah, we made it. Um, <clears throat> a lot a lot of these. So I was planning on doing just a solo episode, and then I wanted to do a do one with you. So a lot of these are more catered to me. So I'm trying to find some that are both of us um <laughs> how does one meet fellow anarchists if they are paranoid anyone could be a fed i have a i have a platform so i was capable of posting online and saying anybody in my general area like let me know and then i made a group chat with them so i have a few people oh, that do? i know are close by that are like in the same vein as me. We haven't like met up or anything, but I know they're there. there. (laughs) So that's comforting, but you need a a platform to do something like that. So uh, as far as like, if you're just on your own and you don't have, you know, tens of thousands of followers, uh, to get some, (laughs) to ask, yeah, you just step up your meme game, bro. That's how you do it. Uh, no, I mean, that's kind of funny. That's uh, that's kind of how I started out. Like, I made my account, and it was fairly niche. I wanted to talk about, like, like uh, liberty stuff and gun stuff and punk stuff. And I was like, I don't think there's going to be many people into that. Maybe there'll be, like, 200, and we'll make a, a little tiny niche community, and that'll be cool. But, um... I don't know. Beyond beyond that, I've I found a lot of very cool people uh, in that same space and mindset as me, just doing that. But there's you have to keep an eye out for events because people are fucking careful. Christ, the first year of doing the e militia together, basically none of us knew each other's like first names. Yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were really careful. We waited a long like, time. Yeah, yeah, like Christ, we still don't even do video calls when we record. <laughs> but um what was i gonna say oh so 
it does take a long time to start doing in-person stuff and it really does depend on what you're looking for like if you're looking at doing in the woods training kind of stuff or even range day like range days are kind of more normal because you just go out to some public land and shoot together and it's kind of you know not that serious but if you're going off the grid with some people it's a bit more fucking serious um like uh some of the local arizona people one of the uh first times they all met up was this camping trip prior to the uh the 2020 arizona rally and there was a, a fairly decent sized group of people who all met up for a for a camping trip and i'm like i didn't go on it i was too paranoid i was like fuck that but um, it's gotta be at least one fed there yeah buckles no <laughs> she was she went to it before she was in the militia she was a real cool kid going out there on her own risking it all but um yeah that, that was that's how like a lot of the groups out here started because you have to you know if you want to do in-person stuff you have to fucking meet up eventually and the best thing you can do is go as a normal person don't don't get too crazy don't you know be careful about what you fucking talk about don't be making plans to kidnap governors with uh, with anyone because definitely a fed <laughs> probably an fbi agent um oh so, so i guess that's the second part of this question if they are paranoid anyone could be a fed yeah the, the big thing is just like building trust with people and getting to know people and um you know some people are pretty guarded like i'm still pretty guarded about my life when i when i get together with people uh to the point it probably makes people paranoid <laughs> but you know you just gotta take it at your own pace like uh and there's there's starting to be like instagram is a very gun focused space so the paranoia is like a little bit higher but that's why i like the idea of childerberg down in uh, austin texas which is not like a a gun dominated like community it's it's going to be a a very widespread uh meetup of liberty types i'm doing i'm doing a plug for childerberg because i i want to see a lot of instagram people but that's gonna be down in just outside of austin texas memorial day weekend the 28th to the 30th and you need to get tickets if you want to go to that it's like an outdoor camping trip but it's really nice because there's all sorts of crypto people uh there's more like i said i want more instagram people there so there's more you know liberty gun people but there's a decent amount of gun people out there now do people show up like with their kits no 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 it's that and that's the thing it's not that's why it's uh it's chill the bug you know we're not we're not there oh okay like uh doing a field training exercise or something we're we're sitting by the lake in the beautiful hill country of texas um pretty fucking warm pretty pretty moist but uh you know smoking and joking drinking um and there's uh there was some crazy fucking people out there. There was like Scott Horton, um, tons of like podcasters. Yeah, it was it. And, and then like all sorts of other people doing all sorts of different stuff uh, all over the space. It was like a, a few a few writers and stuff. Um, and that that was fucking awesome because uh, there's like homesteaders and stuff. You got homeschoolers. I, I talked to so many different people from who do so much different stuff, but. It was like a nice space because everyone was on the same page. You didn't even have to like, you didn't like more or less like at worst someone was a libertarian party person and you know God help them. But uh, you know that that was kind of as worse as it got <laughs> for the most part. Apart from that, everyone was just talking about you know shit that's applicable to us. 
and that's that's so nice to be amongst instead of like like what a lot of people did during 2020 when they wanted groups to train with they just jump right into doing gun stuff which is what's gonna be attractive to you know glowies but when you're just sitting around grilling and uh and drinking and talk about bitcoin there is not too much to be paranoid about <laughs> so um that's my favorite space i've found so far it literally felt like finding my tribe and it, it was the very thing that inspired me to uh create the anarchs talk more about those cultural spaces but uh yeah you uh you think you can make it out of texas guns not this year motherfucker really no no not this year ah uh, heartbroken oh uh me and the lady might be coming to you we might be coming to yeah north carolina but close that is close. <laughs> it's I know it's I know it's the lesser of the Carolinas. But um for sure. I don't know. Maybe we can uh we can meet up seeing as fucking uh When are you doing this? I will let you know when we're done recording. Um because I need to actually figure that out myself. <laughs> but uh it's a it's a few months away at least, so there'll there'll be a decent amount of warning. Austin, Texas is a 17-hour drive for me. That's doable. It is doable, but... <laughs> it's uh, a 14-and-a-half drive said, uh, for me. You said it's Memorial Day weekend. That's coming up, yeah. ain't it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the end of next month. Yeah. Unfortunately, this year is a year of nothing but sickness and work for me. <laughs> Um, cause that's I, why you should break it up with a Texas trip. Uh, I would if I had the <laughs> if I had the PTO left, but I um, uh, I caught COVID, and then they made me stay out for five days or ten days or however long that was, and they took all my PTO that I had accrued, um, without even talking to me about it, and because uh, I would have just ate that shit, but they took it all <laughs> and it couldn't be undone because it was on my paycheck. And then, uh, more recently, I got the flu, which, by the way, significantly worse than COVID. <laughs> like, Unsurprisingly. By, by every measure. Uh, I've never had the flu before. This is the first time. Kicked the and, fuck out, yeah. And it was terrible. <laughs> Would not recommend. Uh, zero out of ten. And I had to use all of my accrued PTO again to make up for all the time that I missed at work. So I can't take time off, unfortunately. Damn. You can't, you can't take, you can't take, uh, unpaid time off or anything. Nope. Rip. Yeah. What? I'll try to make it out there next year though. I love it. I'm, I'm, I will slowly bully the whole e-militia into Childerberg. Cause, uh, 17 hour road trip though. Dude, it's a, it's a 14 and a half hour for us, but, uh, this it's basically year, the same. Uh, it's, it's, it's gonna be rough, but um, I should be road tripping with a few a few Instagram boys, and my lady. So we'll we'll just have a a scenic road trip, I guess. Yeah, make sure you follow the, the uh, or make sure you're going to the right place this time. Uh, you, you don't think I should take any uh dirt road shortcuts? No dirt road shortcuts. Will scare the <laughs> shit out of me. Stay I... stay out of the cow territory. We wouldn't fucking talk about the trip if we didn't almost die. All right? It's, it's true. If we didn't almost run out of gas in the desert, 
and, and mistake a, a cow a cow's bony ass for a demon dude i like how we all saw it we, we were like yeah that's a demon <laughs> we all saw it and we were all <laughs> silent for several seconds while we were driving closer to it and then this, i can't remember who broke the silence first but you were like somebody was like oh that's a cow <laughs> like oh thank fuck that's not the devil himself the, the devil himself in the middle of the desert here to claim our souls we all because thought we, it was something we died in the desert <laughs> yeah we all thought it was something evil though like yeah, it's that, hilarious that the, to me that was the human instinct between three people who grew up in very different parts of the country <laughs> or very different parts of the world even oh fuck. what an angle of that cow just a bony black cow's ass yep looked like a demon it did i i will never forget it's seared into my brain too i can see its lack of cheeks yeah it like had no two cheeks fucking pyramids oh and then i thought it, it was like it, wings it looked like wings yeah, no, exactly it was like what the fuck <laughs> I mean, we, we were we were very well armed so it would have you know we it would have claimed our souls in a pile of brass but <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> Uh, who would win? The demon. We would be fucked. <laughs> I, I, I've talked too much shit, and and I am far too much of an atheist to uh to face any chance against a demon. It would fuck me up. <laughs> Good times. Uh, uh, see, 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 you gotta take the dirt road sometimes, and then backtrack and be late by like an hour. Uh, and I was on my phone. And <laughs> we were like navigating back to the gas station running on fumes and i was like okay i, I see the gas station you were like oh thank fuck <laughs> i i kept it calm though right i was like yeah, we'll, we'll be fine we'll be fine In, inside yeah. i was like i was like jesus christ don't kill like your mate and your girlfriend in one go <laughs> Be like, why the fuck did they oh. die in the desert? Like, Good like ten yeah, miles from the gas ten miles, ten miles from the main road. I mean, dude, I would have hiked it, but it would have, it would have fucking been awful. Hell yeah, that oh. would have been terrible. And we all would have had to go. Because <laughs> yeah. like, oh. you're not gonna make one person do the hike, and then if two <laughs> people go, you're not gonna leave one person with the truck. Yeah, no, it's a, it's just a fucked up situation. Um, Jesus Christ! Good times though. Wouldn't wouldn't trade it for anything, dude. On funnily enough, on the way back from Childerberg, uh, there was like a fucking like the beginnings of a tornado. There was like a tornado warning as we were uh, heading back to Arizona, and we saw it. It was like it was like I I don't know like fifty miles away or something crazy like that. But because it was it's so we were driving, we got out of the hill country into the awful abysmal like Texan desert i guess just yeah. just dust and sadness and power lines and uh and we could see like what looked like like the swirling eye of the storm beginning to i don't think it quite formed into a tornado but it was it was looking like it off in the distance the wind was fucking vicious and we were like gunning it back just like jesus fucking christ trying to get past <laughs> it oh my god it, it, this country is so wild literally because just just crossing it People don't realize how untamed it is. Oh yeah! If, if you don't get out there, it's it's a fucking dangerous country still, and I I love it for that because you can still have adventure here, but you just got to be fucking wise about it. Good times. So uh, someone else asked a, a good follow up question to that. Do you have a favorite state 
And so th- for me, they said favorite state besides Arizona. And I'm presuming you'd say South Carolina. Or I, would, somewhat. I would yeah. say South Carolina. All right. What's your favorite state besides South Carolina? South Kakalaki. Um, <laughs> North think, Carolina. You'd think, you'd think I would say North Carolina, but I, have, <laughs> I, I can't say North Carolina because I think South Carolina is supreme. So I'm not going to give them that. But um, I think the specifically the hill section of oklahoma hmm i've where the fuck i don't even know what oklahoma is above, <laughs> it's above texas oh okay like what's the what's the terrain like out there it's mostly flat but they have that really really old really really old mountain range i believe it's part of the ozarks oh really what i thought the ozarks were up in the north no, they're in the Midwest. Am I fucking... I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> Where the f- I type in Ozark and it pulls up the fucking show. I- I'm having to be my own Jamie. Oh, so it does... Yeah, it does touch Oklahoma. Huh. I never knew that. Well, I need to... I need to see a lot more of this country. I've seen... I've seen a ton of it, but... Never been to Oklahoma. And there's a lot of the East Coast I haven't seen. Like, uh... Like, I've... Maybe I've been to Carolina, or the, the Carolinas, but not properly. I think I drove through them. Well, I get. We'll talk more about that when we're done recording. Well, what do what do people need to see in in South Carolina? Got to see Charleston. Charleston is it historic? Like it is, it is historic. Yes, it's uh, lots of Confederate statues to see. No, it's uh, <laughs> we're, we're talking we're talking Revolutionary War, baby. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a bit more groovy. We also did start the Civil War, <laughs> so there is that, and it was started by uh by cadets. Really, really, what? <laughs> yeah, at uh at the Citadel, rowdy um, motherfuckers. Some some students kicked off started, the Civil War. Started shooting cannonballs, huh? Like on under I'm, orders, I'm about- or, or, or was it a rebellious act? I'm not sure, and I'm about ninety percent certain that what I'm saying is factual. <laughs> let me, well, if let you me say it, this up real quick. If you say it confidently enough, I'll be like, "Hmm, interesting." <laughs> I, I'm curious about that shit. I I need to learn more about the Civil War because they don't teach us fuck all about. I mean, they they certainly don't teach us fuck all about the Revolutionary War, but they also don't teach us fuck all about uh, the Civil War. We do the Oddly enough, Brits learn about uh, the old West, though. I have no idea why. Maybe that's why. I, maybe that's why I moved to the Southwest. You found what you're looking for. Uh, from Britannica.com, Citadel cadets fired the first shots at Fort Sumter to begin the Civil War in America, and the college was an important source of officers for the Confederate Army. The school was occupied by Union forces from 1865 until. 1879 the arsenal was destroyed in 1865 and the citadel reopened in 1882 Hmm. so yeah there was a bunch of rowdy cadets that (laughs) decided to start a civil war the bloodiest war in american history but so so they were acting independently they weren't like given orders by the military college or by like the confederate army or anything like did the confederate so i'm just gonna ask you fucking civil war shit and see if you know it i don't know but um did the Confederate Army form up after the Civil War was declared? Like, was it already, like, a thing that had, uh, 
been established prior to the war beginning or or was it put together afterwards um this is on january 9th of 1861 a battery on morris island manned by citadel academy cadets fired on the u.s steamer star of the west preventing it from reaching fort sumter with troops and supplies and thus firing what is considered to be the first shots of the american civil war so i'm sure they were acting on orders because they weren't actually like they weren't at the school like there's no like cannonballs yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah um so they were manning a battery so i'm sure they were acting on orders from somebody i'm not sure who it was hmm. but um you can still see you can see the battery you can go and visit the battery and you can visit fort sumter and all that cool shit hmm. so there's lots of history there but also uh, there's Revolutionary War history in Charleston, South Carolina, Charlestown, as, oh, as it were back then. Yeah, ye old Englanders. <laughs> Actually, do do you know what um, what kind of European settled South Carolina? You all French or something? No, not we're not French. Um, that's fortunate. That's a little more south. German or are they all English? I think they're mostly English or Irish, maybe. Huh. Wait, so is there a chance that... What What are you? Are you English? I'm Swedish. What the... F- oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> fucking get, get, get you on a gotcha question. Guns and guillotines, British. I get... Mm, Swedish I've... and French. Ooh. So there is French. Yeah. Ooh. I guess there's at least a few. Charleston's beautiful for for more than just that. It's a it's a beautiful place. They've got uh sounds a little sounds a little controversial, but um they have an old slave market oh, that Lord. they have retrofitted to be like a flea market. <laughs> what do they call it? They call it the slave market. Oh god. <laughs> uh and, like, hey, do you want to go and hang out at the slave market, Leo? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but they've got a lot of cool shops in there and stuff, um, so that's cool to see. Definitely would recommend that. I'd recommend walking on King Street, and there's a lot of cool restaurants and stuff to see. I'm just imagining, like, a really gentrified place, but they <laughs> really gentrified slave market. It's still called the slave market. They tried to make it, like, all cute and, like, <laughs> trendy and shit. That's exactly what it's like. Oh god, I I'll have to look that up. That sounds questionable at best. It might be uh, worth a trip for you, man. Down to Charlestown? Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll have to see what we're doing. Um we're gonna, it's gonna be kind of a whirlwind trip, like I think a long weekend, but we shall see. If we can if we can gun down there, I don't know how how small Carolina is or how much of a drive it is between places, but we're not too big. That's good. Alright. <laughs> um some freak of nature asks, is it okay to like feet? I think it's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> I wonder who put this question into my Q&A. Um, <laughs> I think it's perfectly acceptable. Next question. Um, no, man, I mean, you like what you like. That's, I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> Unless, well, you know, th- th- there's a limit on that. There's, a, there's, a, there's some hard limits for me as well. <laughs> You um, like some not, things I might I might I might, <laughs> might make you go missing. Not just anything goes for me. I don't understand cuckolding. 
That shit is strange. I I have never got how that's so appealing. Because uh, I mean, just as a as a fucking monkey, you're like hardwired to not want that. So monkey brain strong. In this yeah, m- m- likewise, man. I <laughs> I think you have to have been dropped on your head like at least three times to be a cuckold. But you know, is that kink shaming? Maybe. That's probably um, kink shaming. All right, we'll we'll go a step further. It's fucking weird, you know. Like <laughs> you, you do you, but it's fucking weird. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I, I'm I'm a one one woman kind of. I was about to say kind of gal. <laughs> I'm in a lesbian relationship. Um, I don't know how many more of these you want to do. So some of some of them are fun. Some of them are just like thinking questions. You you feel you're feeling dumb questions or or real questions? I, I want it all, babe. All right, I like it. Um, we'll do a few more and then we'll fuck off. Uh, how much do you think schools will improve if they were separated from the state? And there's two ways to look at this because if we're just talking like the schools that we have, if they just became privatized, personally, I still think they. Be fucking prisons. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to look at like where they're getting their uh, what's the word? Where they're getting their their doctrines from? Mm. Like where are they getting what they're teaching from? Are they just gonna keep the same agendas? Them agendums, <laughs> that that government and their agendums. <laughs> um, no, like. If, yeah, if people just, like, okay, it's no longer paid for by taxes, it is all privatized, we're doing the same thing, it would still be fucking dog shit. And you ever seen that side-by-side meme where it shows, like, uh, like schools versus prisons, and it's, like, the buses are the same, the food's the same, the way order is kept is basically the same, and, like, you know, all of that, the shuffling, the bells, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, yeah, that, that was my fucking school experience i felt like a prisoner so like i'm kind of hippy dippy about education these days i i'm I'm definitely an advocate of homeschooling and uh as a victim of public schooling and uh i (laughs) as a survivor yeah yeah um i really don't fucking think schools are a good facility like the physical places are a good facility for learning they're they're so backwards and like the lack of windows and shit and the regimentation and the buildings themselves are so uninspiring and anti-child. I'm like, fuck that. A kid should be like, you know, chilling at home or in like a communal kind of space or outside, ideally learning stuff, you know, like I, I, I'll, I'll shut the fuck up in a second. But um, like I grew up my primary school, little country primary school. We had this pond, and so where I learned the cycle of life and stuff for uh, for nature, like tadpoles and butterflies and shit, instead of just looking at that in a textbook, I we went out and watched it happen in real time uh, in this little pond that we had by our school. And, uh, you know, it, it was a public school, but it was, you know, much more rural and in touch with kind of that way of living instead of just being a regimented concrete place. And... Uh, that's like the the best learning I had throughout all of my schooling I had there. 
when it was when it was stuff that was hands on relevant and not this fucking sterile place. But I don't know, how would you feel about it, uh, ROTC kid? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a low blow, and I apologize. Uh, I feel like you'd get an aspect of competition because obviously they'd want more uh, people to enroll in their school. So they would try to make improvements. Um, so I feel like you'd get at least slightly better on that front, but it could, that could be like better in what way, you know, like, um, are we talking quality of education or are we saying like they hired a real chef to prepare <laughs> their well, students lunches and shit they, like that? They ask, um, how much do you think schools will improve, uh, if they were separated? So I guess like across the board, you know, not just like education, but, um, yeah, I mean, nutrition's a very fucking real thing too. I mean, Christ, the, the slop. How much do I think schools would improve? I'd say, I'd say 30%. (laughs) If, If we had Ancapistan tomorrow, private schools. Schools would improve by about 30%. That's what I'm thinking. No, I, I feel that because I, I still, even if schools were like privatized and stuff and we had all of those options, I think I'd still choose to homeschool my kid. Uh, yeah, like, I would at least do primary school. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm too, most- I'm too math illiterate to go much farther than that, but well, I mean, that's, that's a big thing. Uh, we really need to get someone on to talk about homeschooling with us. Uh, but um, what the fuck was I going to say? Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about, like, ability to teach and stuff. Like, um, I don't know. I, I too, suck at maths. Uh, or math. But, um, fortunately, my girlfriend's, like, very good with that stuff. So, I don't know. Divide and conquer. And that's why I like the idea of, uh, like, doing kind of a intentional community setup for homeschooling, too. So, like, you know, a few a few couples teaching their kids together, you know different people taking different topics and stuff and then you're not you know all doing everything yeah once i win the lottery (laughs) dude uh the things i would do to build an intentional community with with my friends but hey i mean that's the long-term goal it's it doesn't have to be a pipe dream doesn't have to be and it doesn't have to be you know uh done with five million dollars i think i think you could probably achieve a similar setup with like you know 200k and a couple of determined mates but, yeah probably could and then build into like a five million dollar property but who knows um i i think that i really hope the next this decade like the 20s we see a lot of people starting to move in that direction but uh yeah that'd I, be great i'm i'm optimistic for uh on the on the education front, I'm optimistic for uh, for where all of that's going. People like homeschooling is still trending upwards, as are just kind of demand for school choice, and you know, people are parents are actually giving a fuck about their kids' education again, whereas not necessarily like our parents specifically, but I feel like our parents' generation really didn't give a fuck. <laughs> a lot of them unplugged and just you know. Both they, my they parents were, were teachers. Mm, oh damn. What have, what do they think of? Uh, have you ever talked to them about your feelings about public education? Um, 
they know that I think public education sucks. And by the end of my father's career, he also thought it sucked because of how things are run from the top. He didn't like the the bureaucracy of it all. Uh, By the end of his career, he was fed up with it all. So, but he's retired now. That's funny because that's that, that was my dad with the military. He he did the whole thing and then he was like, "Huh, wow, that was a fucking mess." Yeah, <laughs> like I like did did a twenty plus year career and right at the end it's just like, "Oh wow, what a fucking disaster." Yeah, he did the exact same thing. Uh, it's, it's he stayed in thing. for that pension though. <laughs> yep, yep. It's uh, it it is a fucking trap. You feel like, yep, I guess I just have to do this now. That's why I'm so, so adamant about telling you know people our age and younger like don't fucking fall for that shit and sell your soul so young. Um, someone else asks, email us your episode soon, perhaps. Absolutely. <laughs> that that is the plan. Um, I knew I was shooting myself in the ass when I named the most recent episode. Uh, the gang gets their shit together. That came out March 8th. It is now April 19th. <laughs> so we're not too bad if we got one out this month. We'd be okay. You're, you're quite correct. That's a good way of looking at it. Um, the militia, I think I, I'm i not sure we'll ever like say we're done with it. I think we'll always just be making episodes as we can. And I mean, we're making one know, this weekend, aren't we? Uh, maybe we are. <laughs> did we do we schedule something well we were gonna have that guest on and then yes. needed to reschedule and then i think you suggested that we just get on um for a regular catch-up see the thing is no one responded to that so i was just kind of like plus i didn't i thought i did Maybe okay. We'll have to get on the. All right, email episode soon. <laughs> email episode definitely soon. And and uh, failing that, um, mini email episode on the BI hates feature. Fuck it. <laughs> um, no, but on a, on a serious note, like I said, I don't think we'll ever drop it. Like there will always be something else coming, because. You know that we'll always have something to talk about in this, and something to get off our chest as a group, um, as long as we all tolerate each other, <laughs> and as long as someone has the login, um, there'll be the potential for emailish stuff. But it's just been shit has been fucking crazy, constantly. Yep. A year of sickness and work. Fucking ugh. Yeah, but more emailish soon. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> Ah, oh, fuck. Why did I say the promise word? I shouldn't say that. More e-militia eventually. Uh, <laughs> Let's see if we can catch a few more. Um, do you know anything about the Oklahoma City bombing? I know surprisingly little. I also know surprisingly little. I can't speak huh. on it. That's weird. Like, <laughs> it's one of those, one of those, like, big, spicy events that I should know more about, but I just, I just know fuck all. Even though it's tied to, like, Waco. But, yeah. Uh, Alright, I guess we won't do that one. I'll just profess my ignorance and move on and come back to that next week. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, okay. Killed 168 people. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was... Yeah, 
like honestly bigger than Waco, kind of. Well, I mean, the precedent of a civilian committing go- uh, violence against the government. The motive was the Waco siege. Yeah, yeah. That like things like that. I know. I just don't know like the specifics. Like, you know, w- w- it happened. Did it happen a year after Waco? It happened in '95. Do you remember when Waco happened? '93. So, but it did happen on the anniversary of it. America, like the '90s, is such is a really fascinating time for for Damn. Like, anti-government history. Injured six hundred and eighty. Holy fucking shit. From what I understand, there was the ability to stop it from happening, and they let it. I might be talking shit. What did they have in this truck? The blast (laughs) destroyed or damaged 324 other buildings within a 16-block radius. Well, I mean, damage could mean not like, you know, you're you're probably thinking Hiroshima, like, kind of leveled blocks, but it probably just smashed windows and shit. Well, then it also says shattered glass in 258 nearby, wind- nearby oh. buildings. Oh, okay. Well, fuck. <laughs> Maybe uh, Oklahoma. Oh. I'm pretty sure that was that a fertilizer bomb. Those are effective, if so. Yeah. Uh, inside the vehicle. Nah, motherfucker. Inside the vehicle was a powerful bomb made out of a deadly cocktail of agricultural fertilizer, diesel fuel, and other chemicals which I'm sure you can find listed on the internet. Um, <laughs> the... Holy fuck, yeah. Every time I see the pictures for this, I'm blown away, uh, pun intended. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, uh, don't piss off civilians, government. Uh, <laughs> people really underestimate what an individual can do. Scary shit. Um... Let's see if there is anything else to wrap up on that isn't the Oklahoma City bombing. Guns, what are your thoughts on the Industrial Revolution and its consequences? Uh, I feel like now is the greatest time in human history to be alive. <laughs> oh, really? So I was thinking about this today, actually. Um, you were thinking about Uncle Ted or just thinking about this this concept in general? Just this concept. I was thinking about how I own things that a hundred years ago would be like a fucking pipe dream (laughs) for people to own. That's fair. Um, like a car and like, I live in a nice, I live in a decent abode, you know, and get paid a decent wage and everything. And it's just like, we've advanced so much and yes, there are negative consequences of the industrial revolution. Like finding microplastics deep in the lungs of humans for the first time ever, uh, which happened recently. Uh, so that's not so great. But I still think I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose another time over this time to be alive. Well, if like, all right, let's. If you just spawned. Like both in this time period, as you have, and and living the life you do, and also just spawned in like you know before the industrial revolution, living a simple agricultural lifestyle, like a a homesteader kind of lifestyle, before um, you know mass machinery and stuff and technology. Do you think, without knowledge of uh, of the future and all all of that, do you think you would be happier? 
I mean, how far back are we talking? Because I'd probably be like, like, like a like peasant. 18... <laughs> no, like like uh, like eighteen hundred. So like you're a uh, you're an American homesteader settling, you know, somewhere out in the Midwest. You've got or whatever, you know, like some even even a a colonial, you know, in the colonies. Like you're 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 living a agricultural lifestyle. There's no technology around. You just you know you tend to your your animals and your crops. And that's how you sustain yourself. You don't, you know, maybe, maybe you have a profession like blacksmithing or something on the side, but for the most part, like you make what you eat and your lifestyle is pretty simple. Huh? And, but you don't, you don't have any, any of the creature comforts that we have today. I do like my creature comforts. So do I. I really but like air conditioning. This is true. South Carolina would suck without air conditioning. And so would Arizona. Arizona would be well that's that's the thing like you know I I can sit here and talk about Ted but literally where I live would be pretty fucking inhospitable especially the way I the way I live would not be possible without fucking AC you know like like so many basic creature comforts like that yeah I mean I remember visiting and it was like the hottest weekend (laughs) it had been in decades or some shit (laughs) <laughs> yeah, good killer timing. I was like, and you, and you were wearing, uh, well, I mean, you did it to yourself. You were wearing like, I think you had one t-shirt, fucking jeans, and like steel toe boots. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I do sure it again. Long, yeah, I'm pretty sure you brought a long sleeve hoodie and like a Carhartt jacket. I may have. I may have. <laughs> You've got like a, like a fucking. I intentionally wore long sleeves outside just because I'm afraid of the sun that afraid <laughs> afraid Carolina of boy. damn oh but i don't know it's it's something that i've thought about i'm like you know my trade today i'm a graphic designer i couldn't be a graphic designer like 40 years ago because it required a lot of fucking maths i would have sucked at it um but yet alone even even like if we're talking pre-industrial revolution uh, a lot of my family, like, they have a history of being, like, fucking lumberjacks and just, like, mountain men types. So, like, I'd probably be out in the woods trapping, cutting down trees, and, like, shooting shit for dinner. And I'm like, I could be happy doing that. But at the same time, well, also, in the past, it was harder to be, and one of, one of like, Kaczynski's you know, kind of primary points is generally technology is making it easier for us to be ruled over and dominated, or at least that's that's the biggest thing I read from it. Uh, and which is ba- true. Yeah, back then, if you were tucked away in the sticks and it was, like, fucking hard to get to you and you didn't pay your taxes, well, I mean, let's not even get get into, like, when the tax code popped up, but, like, you know, whatever whatever loyalties you you owed to the ruler at the time, whether it was the king back in England or, you know, the, the presidents, uh, over here, once they were established, if you were off in the sticks or if you went far out West and, uh, you know, somewhere where there wasn't government and you were just subsisting on your own, like, I don't know. I might have lived a happier lifestyle. Cause you're right. I, I might, I might be, I mean, think about, Mel Gibson's character in The Patriot. <laughs> I, I think about him often. The, this is what I'm thinking about. Like, 
his lifestyle if he didn't get dragged into a war that killed two of his sons. <laughs> yeah, it like was, it, it, it was great. It was picturesque. Yeah. And like obviously there would be hard times where, you know, like you're not gonna be able to drive to Walmart if your crops fail. You're gonna go fucking hungry and you you're gonna lose animals as a consequence of that and you might even lose kids and shit and and stuff from from sickness and from because you know like because one of the other things kaczynski rallies against is like modern medicine and how it's kind of fucked up the human being but um you know it's also extended lifespans and stuff and you know your your kid might die from a a fucking common cold before the industrial revolution uh and you know like there's some people who are like good you know leave the weak baby on the side of the mountain sparta style or whatever the fuck it was um but I don't know, it like very different kind of human back then. And uh it, it's something I think about a lot too, especially with all the all the TED posting and stuff. I'm like because we use technology to preach our message and shit, but Christ, if I lived back then I wouldn't have to preach this message. I could just go and live it and not be fucked with. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Something so- to ponder. Something to keep me up at night. Thanks. <laughs> like, he's just sitting there like, would I have been happier in 1802? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I would have just kept on wandering as far west as I could without getting killed by Indians and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. Those Indians are scary, though. Uh, yeah. No, my, my, my pale ass would have got scalped. Probably somewhat deservedly. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It hard. Uh, Hard to ponder. Um, well, luckily, that was ju- that was just a question on our thoughts on the Industrial Revolution, not a not a uh, straight up yes or no answer. Who who fucking knows? Honestly, that was a nice one to end on. Uh, I agree. The, the, the rest of the the rest of these are a little bit just more specific for me too. But uh, yeah, that that was that was fun, man. Thank you for the. Uh, it was fun. The like no notice, um, hopping on. Yeah, didn't have anything going on, so why not? I, I was sitting here like, alright, how am I going to do Anarchism 101? Because I had no show plan. <laughs> because shit has been fucking crazy. So, uh, no, I, I'm glad we could shoot the shit. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time.